Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. As you please. Good. Oh. <laughs> Don't get too fancy. Welcome. <laughs> Maybe not everything, you please. Welcome to DC On Screen, episode 455. <laughs> I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. All right, so before we start off on this episode, which is particularly light on news... Christmas! Um, Christmas! But we do, have a, uh, we do have a correction to report. Sadly, my fiance Bethany, informed me that last week... When I was torturing Jason with earworm theme songs, mm-hmm. I inadvertently claimed Love is All Around, the Mary Tyler Moore theme, was the Laverne and Shirley theme. And ah. like as soon as she said it, I heard the real Laverne and, theme, or Laverne and Shirley theme in my head. You know, we're going to make our dreams come true. So uh, I felt great shame. Uh, thankfully, she has decided to go through with the marriage. I uh, That's uh, very big of her. Um, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the I'm honestly pretty on... embarrassed. Yeah, well, wasn't the tagline on Mary Tyler Moore like, we're gonna make it after all? No, you're gonna make it after all. Oh, you're gonna make it after all. Okay. Yeah. And Laverne and Shirley was, we're gonna make our dreams come true, doing it our way. Yeah. I, I've i got to admit, I, I, I'm willing to forgive you. Those are very similar. They're I, not. I'm, I'm just really bad at singing it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> but seriously, old TV is my jam, I, just, and I really botched I, the knob I, on that one. I understand. And um, and I have sympathy for you, but I, I don't think it's a you're going to be the first against the wall when the revolution comes kind of offense. Well, at least second, at least second against the wall. Yeah, I don't know just, what revolution tough, would man. possibly revolve around, you know, classic television music. But are you on social media these days? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you're, I mean, if you're suggesting that any any version of fandom could become violent, then. Uh, the second we hit upload, there were several message boards and, and Reddit subreddits that, that marked me as not a true fan of insert here. <laughs> not a true Laverne and Shirley. Mary Tyler Moore. Right. Classic TV in general, we can extrapolate from his faux pas. You know what? We're pretty <laughs> sure this guy just hates life. I doubt his eyes even work. I heard he had one he ear hate, and that it doesn't work well. because he mixed... He hates women because he mixed up the two shows that had women in it, and also he hates Lou Grant, so he doesn't like fat people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's rough out there. <sighs> it can be rough out there. But Ed Asner killed it. <laughs> killed it on Lou Grant and killed in it all in all three iterations Six. that I can find. <laughs> and damn it, he was a great granny goodness. I don't care what you say, Jason. Nah, screw that character, but whatever. <laughs> it's as well as it could be done. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, if you have thoughts on my uh, <laughs> classic television theme song faux pas, you can call us, leave us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. And, uh, you know, you, you might get played. <clears throat> Probably get played. Probably. All right. All right. We're going we're gonna to jump ahead. Conscious is clear? 
Sure. I mean, I mean sure, you no, still feel I'll, bad, but... I'll, but, I'll yeah. beat myself up for years to come. But you've talked about it, at least. It's the first step <laughs> in recovery. You talked about it. I'm proud of you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. I want you to know I'm proud of you. I know you are, buddy. I know you are. For reasons I don't understand. That's probably fair. Well, now that we've been sentimental, let's do some real things. Well, uh, if you guys want to watch the first three minutes of Justice League, they're available online over uh, <laughs> Daily Motion. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last week we talked about Fabian Wagner said that uh, they shot a scene with the Superman black suit, and uh, now fans have started a petition mm-hmm. to get the black suit mm-hmm. scene put into the movie. Not the extended cut or anything, just the black suit scene. And pretty much in response, Fabian Wagner came out and said, you know, to be totally honest, I just can't remember if we were shooting it as a test or if we were actually shooting it as a full scene with the suit. (laughs) I definitely shot it, but I just can't remember if it was more of a test or a full scene. But definitely seeing the black costume was great, so I'm not 100% sure whether that would have been in the movie anyhow. (laughs) (sighs) let's just further muddy the waters yeah and you know to be fair that could have been wb getting after him you know sure and being like well i don't know maybe i didn't okay buddy (laughs) i do i do love that it's another fan petition popped up over this Uh thing uh i feel like you oh you fans i feel like you have a theme in mind for this episode maybe yeah (laughs) <laughs> maybe i'll call the episode no more fan petitions that yeah <clears throat> yeah over to wonder woman patty jenkins <laughs> the fans started a petition for patty jenkins <laughs> <laughs> to get a nomination for her direction of wonder woman for the golden globes <sighs> like i feel bad laughing at that one because it's like it's like the one i think makes it's at least supportive. No. You know, no, not like, at the Golden Globe, uh, but at least it's like, we like this thing. Why isn't it getting more applause instead of everything you do is terrible and we hate you? Why do you have tr- control of the properties? I, like, it, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, I think the, the real, uh, the secret theme of the episode are fans are entitled assholes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's been like a series of episodes for us where we've been talking about this. Um, and I, kind of. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even want to go so far as entitled assholes, but I guess it's technically true. We are. We are. Um, we've all been guilty of it at times. But right now we're in this sure. extremely divisive era where. Uh, I mean, I, I sent you links from TV. I know this isn't the last petition you're about to mention. So. I know. It, yeah. Like. <laughs> we're only halfway through those, I think. Like, I. I it's just. No. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, some I'm gonna of them say, might, I but... feel like I'm going to save my feelings until the last. Let's just let's just I'll save my feelings on the petitions until you get through all the petition yeah. material. Oh yeah, you know what? I forgot to mention for Justice League. You know the big petition for Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut, quote sure. unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, it got hacked and deleted. Yep. <laughs> well, it got hacked, and here's what I read: it got hacked, and then somebody was told like. I forget the phrasing, but like somehow it was implied like we did it and that wasn't true. And then yeah. the person who started, it was just like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to have to delete this. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it didn't something work. Something like that. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. And we've already talked about how that part of my notes. Never I just work. remembered it. So I didn't even, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not. No, no. Over to Aquaman. Uh huh. Apparently there's some rumors that there are going to be three different villains in this thing. James Wan says, this is what I'll say. I don't have three villains. I think that's ridiculous. I would never go into an origin movie with three villains. We don't even know the main character, let alone the world and its antagonist. I believe in taking baby steps. I want to introduce Arthur Curry in a much more emotional and powerful way and introduce Mera, played by Amber Heard. And of course, there's Nicole Kidman and Tamira Morrison playing his parents. We know Black Manta is in there, but I will say this. Patrick Wilson is the main antagonist in this film. I wouldn't necessarily say villain, but he's the antagonist. He makes it sound like they're going to have a, a, a disagreement. The way he's... Like, everyone when he, everyone when, there is going to think they're on you know the side of the angels, so yeah. to speak. When I read that, though, I thought, oh, it's going to be Thor. 
you're thinking first thing that popped into my mind. You think you're going to learn about a magical kingdom of subplots and characters that you won't ultimately care about? <laughs> I wouldn't have put it that way, but okay. <laughs> it, does that sound accurate? Or I I don't want it to. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up Thor. I'm just trying to I'm just well, trying I just to distill thought, you know, what you said. Okay, the magical kingdom part. Yes, sure. Um, I believe we I, have to. You know, he, we have to go with that part. Yeah. He brought up the the parents. You know, that just sounds like uh, you know Odin and his wife. I can't remember her name. Um, God rest your soul. Sure. God rest both their souls. God should I say gods? gods. Yeah. God's rest. God's their, rest. God's rest. Yeah. Her soul. And their soul. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah, true. Souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, then it says, you know, we know Black Mantis in there, but Patrick Wilson, the, his brother, mm-hmm. is the main antagonist in the film. Loki, anyone? And then I wouldn't say villain, but he's the antagonist. You know, that sounds very Loki-ish to me. I, Maybe it, I'm just, I'm just seeing something different. They've also talked about how there, there's going to be like some, uh, internal struggle, uh, for, uh-huh. for Aquaman in this thing about like what man's doing and, and what, uh, is good for you know, his ocean when it comes down to it. Uh huh. Just the way he phrases that, I feel like it's going to be kind of ocean master's decision is like, no, screw him. We're going to war. And he's, and Aquaman has to be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to stop you because yes, they're terrible, but they can be better. Is anything I'm describing right now? Not sound entirely plausible. Entirely rote and completely plausible. I don't have a problem with rote. I really don't. I've almost decided that that's not a thing I care about anymore because I just can't, I can't. So it's, like, no one's told a new story in several thousand years. It's just, yeah. like... It... Except for the Wachowskis. <laughs> yeah. And they even didn't. And was... no, no, one, no one knew what to make of it. Which story are you referring to? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever damn thing they've created recently. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, that's, that's becoming a trope by itself. All right, so... Sense8? Was that... That seemed pretty out there. That was a little <laughs> out there. I watched the first... I saw the first episode, didn't know what to make of it, and never watched it. I did watch the entire first season, and I still don't know what to make of it. It's still on my to-do list, but I keep forgetting. Um, anyway, so, yeah, they... Uh, it's just all of... like Pretty much all of narrative has been done in some form before. And there are just times where you feel like you're oversaturated with a point. Like mine, over and over again, yeah. is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point about, you know, stolen minds, stolen bodies. Body switches. Mm-hmm. Mind swatches. I don't care. I don't want to do any of this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing where like I got oversaturated with it, and now I'm just bored with it. I never want to see. Um, there's two of them. Which one do I shoot? Oh, that's bad too. The evil twin thing. Yeah, that one I'm a little <sighs> done with. But I feel like if you just dropped it and ten years later gave me a slightly fresh take on it, I I would think ah well, fantastic. That's a good job. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like a conceit of watching as much. Well, really just consuming as much as we do of, of <laughs> anything right. on film. Uh, so I I don't want to get on to something for being wrote anymore, but sometimes I can't help it. Yeah. It's almost become I, you know, a very subjective personal matter for me. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie or anything. I'm just saying right now I am a little lacking in interest. And I would be lying if I said that the constant, like, uh, the constant beratement of the movies. Mm-hmm isn't a factor like i'm just tired of i'm like really wb you, well, i don't know you, you just you, why would you even make an aquaman movie you know that it's going to be crapped on more than anything <laughs> like everybody craps on everything and the one thing that they crap on and have crapped on the for most. years and years and years is aquaman yeah and that's not to say they shouldn't try to do aquaman and do a badass version of aquaman because i've always wanted to see that on the big screen because Aquaman's a badass character, for real. He really is. But I just, uh, there's a part of me that's just like, I, I can't handle another heartbreak. I, I know. <laughs> it, it, there's a certain amount of fatigue <laughs> that we're experiencing. Like, uh, what does it call it? Like, news fatigue, when there's like a story that's, it's a big story, it's extremely meaningful, we should all care, but after about three or four weeks, it's been covered so hard that we all just kind of like, we know it's a story... But we just can't hear about it anymore. <laughs> and just, yeah. We just want to move on. And it, yes, it's still a problem and it's still a story and it's still a thing. But we all just kind of want to just kind of want to move on to something else, if at all possible. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, you remember when I told you leaving the theater for Justice League? I was like, I'm, I'm kind of scared to say that I like this. Mm-hmm. Because that was really how I felt. Like, I, I liked the movie and I was afraid 
that we were going to, you know, go back to my house, talk about how we liked it, and sure enough, got just beaten for it in certain certain realms. <laughs> I mean, whipped. Like, it, it, yeah. It's, it, it was exhausting to actually have enjoyed a thing. That is so kind of meta-exhausting in a way that's just really unpleasant. Yeah. So, it sucks. Yeah, and I understand. Like, with Aquaman 2, it's also like you were already kind of taking a wild card here, buddy. This is a flyer, and mm-hmm. and 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 all the stuff that came before it was supposed to be kind of easy, and it didn't work out. It's, it's there's still so much splintering and so much flack, and now you want to bring in Aquaman, and and I don't know. I'm just scared. Well, yeah, I I I'm tired of the you're not a real fan debate. I'm tired of the, uh, I don't know. I'm just tired of a lot of this stuff. I'm, yeah, you know. It's gotten it's gotten so divisive that it's just uh, hard to hard to wake up and like scroll through well, yeah, I any mean, kind of thing these days sometimes. But and I'll you know I'll I'll get flack for saying that this sounds like Thor to me. It might not be anything like Thor. It might be like you know whatever this great swashbuckling Star Wars adventure that they keep touting. I I hope it's something awesome. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really want it to be great. Sure, just fantastic. Uh, that that quote didn't put throw inspiration in, into me. It didn't. <laughs> That's the thing is I'm, like I'm glad I'm glad there's not going to be three villains. I guess. Yes, that would have been. I'd be okay with two. He he used the word ridiculous, and I completely agree. That is way too far. Like, how do you tell the backstory? Like, how do you leave the the superhero franchise in general? All of them, all facets included, have a problem with villains. Uh huh. All of us. Like, if it's TV, I think there's some good exceptions in TV. In movies, there are less. We, uh-huh. It's always been a problem to make a good villain you can get behind and really kind of root for slash against. No. Like, that's that's kind of a weird thing. Like, you want to see him on screen, you want it, you're compelled by him, but you also want to see him defeated. It's a hard thing to do in general. Yeah. And especially when you add, you know, capes and cows to it, it gets harder to make legitimate, I think. Yeah. Everyone has you, failed what, at this to some extent. What would you say is your favorite movie villain? Not even just superhero, just favorite movie villain. Oh, God. I don't know. I've never thought about it. Isn't it hard? It really is hard. I mean, I feel like I have a penis, so I have to say Hans Gruber, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Related note, I just found out yesterday that my wife has never seen Die Hard and told her we have to correct that. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It's, it's a Christmas perfect. movie. I I, um, I think there's a petition to have it called a Christmas movie by Netflix. There actually, yeah, there is. Damn it. Stupid petitions. We've got to stop with the petitions. <laughs> We've got to stop with the petitions. I know it's easy to go on change.org and just and just throw some stuff up there, misspelled or, or ungrammatical as it may be. I'm looking at you, Snyder Cut. And I kind you know what? I kind of feel like uh I'm a little disappointed in our language or not even our language, but I feel like the 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 verb for petition should be petite. If that didn't already make it sound like a futile task. <laughs> I, 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 might, I might be willing to go with you. Were it not for the existing adjective. Um, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know who the best villain I've ever seen is. I mean, even out of the, out of the movies, that's even hard to pin down. Because some of them are, are really terrifically bad. Yeah. Like, there have actually been some I mean, great ones on television. Yeah, but even then, it's it's almost best when they do it as a story arc. Like, even a even a good baddie for an entire season is kind of hard to come across. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty uh... like there's a lot of season five Buffy's out there. I forget her name or his and her name. Oh, uh, Glory, Glory. Yeah, I'm pretty partial to uh, Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. It's not a bad choice. Had I'm a... pretty partial to Magneto. Magneto was a was a pretty great. You know, you really feel for Magneto in those X Men movies. Ian McKellen, you actually do, and even even that has part face, to do with uh, Ian McKellen just being amazing. Yeah, but like in that first X Men movie, like Magneto's plan is just balls out stupid. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. Um, I'll tell you though, like the moment that really wins me over with Magneto is uh, he's talking to I think was his name Pyro, kind of the kid, young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks around with the Bic the entire time, or the uh, Zippo the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Zippo? It's been a while since I was a smoker. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know, man. 
I'm like really thankful. I felt like I should turn this conversation on my doctor that I don't even remember the name of that kind of lighter. But uh, he's walking around with that kind of lighter, and uh, he mentioned he does some he says something derogatory about uh, Xavier, and like Magneto just turns to him and and like scolds him like that man has done more for mutant kind than you will ever understand. Do not let me hear you speak about him again like that kind. Yeah, it does so much because there's like a wonderful relationship between the two, and he's he's a good villain. Like it, it, that actually is a good point. It's he's a villain where like you see his side, and we don't get that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do. Like, there's like I have a, I have an intrinsic problem with the X Men anyway mm-hmm. because I somewhat I was just talking to Effie Oppelgers about this, <laughs> and we disagreed but couldn't come up with a solution. But, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but I was like. If there were people with mutant powers, I would totally want them registered because that's dangerous as crap. Just like, oh my lord, that's frightening. Mm-hmm. And also, I thought it was like there's like an actually built-in problem. You know, back when the X Men started, they were gearing it more towards the civil rights. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. I'm like, maybe you don't make a story about the civil rights where people are saying, "Hey, black people are dangerous and violent." Maybe you don't make an allegorical story <laughs> with a bunch of mutants who are dangerous and violent. <laughs> the, yeah, the story kind of, I think it, it changed what it was trying to tell over the years. And then, like, the LGBTQ community, obviously, became the next stand-in for the mutants, or the mutants became stand-ins for them, I guess. Sure. I mean, uh, but, again, dangerous and violent. What are we doing here, people? Like, why? <laughs> That's a weird thing, anyway. But my point is, you know, if there were mutants and they were they had all these horrible superpowers, uh, I, I I might be on the on the side of Stark or whatever. Just like, yeah, maybe yeah, we, we should, should have, have like a list of these track people. Of you and um, <laughs> we'll enlist all of your help in separate states on a team based kind of effort and all that. And you know, Effie was like, well, you know, if we're if we do that, what stops the government from doing this? Well, yeah, that's a fine point. That's all. I don't, we don't know what the solution is. No. We don't know no, what the solution I, I, is. I don't have anything to offer you. No. There's nothing. No. No. There's a reason that's actually a pretty good... It's, it actually stands up as a pretty good story. <laughs> yeah. And, like, nor is there, a, a, like, a particularly elegant explanation for why, yeah, a lot of X-Men in particular did start as, yeah, uh, you know, civil rights allegory. And it was uh-huh. useful when it was doing that. But then... It changed and it, it kind of morphed over time. And like, if you look at any given period, I think it makes some sense. Probably a lot. Actually, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at the period uh-huh. and what was happening societally at the time. But if you look at the whole narrative, mm-hmm. you're like, why did yeah, why did we make everyone violent and then say we should trust them anyway? <laughs> yeah, it's like let this man go into the bathroom. He has six inch claws. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, but, uh, you know, it's a little weird. There's there's uh, plenty of uh, possibilities for philosophical nitpicking, I'll call it. You know, Effie had a great uh, a great question. What the hell are they going to do when when it, we get far enough along in the timeline in real life where we can no longer use World War II for Magneto? Like, Magneto's going to be like 140 if he was in World War II, so we can't do that anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I know, and it's a great image, you know, him trying to close the gate at the entrance as a as a young boy. But um, mm, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what other event could possibly <laughs> have spawned something like him. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess say they that. could make it. Like Honestly, a... that's not true. Let's go back. I say that uh-huh. that's just the best known example in some circles. It, there, mm-hmm. there are genocidal examples happening right now. Like it, you just pick pick your poison, sure. so to speak. Yeah, I mean, if, if they, you know change him to a different race or something, they could probably do it pretty well. I think it depends on you where know? you are, whether you'd have to actually yeah. kind of like change that casting call. But Well, I'll just, you know, I forget that they that they do that, you know? <laughs> like oh, sometimes yeah. they don't cast the same race. Yeah. So they could actually just, you know, turning it turn it into something from gosh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I have no I, no I really idea wish I could like give you a list of that, but I just don't have yeah. it. I'm aware. I know comic books, not, aware not enough historical to, genocide. No. Or even present. I'm sorry, I'm behind. Yeah, this reduces my SJW cred, but that's fine. I'll 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 live. Yeah, I have no cred anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't even know where we started. Uh, what did we start with? What was happening? 
in like our actual world. We're talking about X Men and bad villains. We were, we were, we were just, just talking about, about bad, villains and bad villains before, before right? We were talking about yeah, at, at, yeah. At what point were we talking about DC yeah. before? I've forgotten. Aquaman uh, and their and his three villain rumors. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. To summarize, for me, three villains: bad, James Wan, good. Okay, right. Good call, buddy. I'm down, but I'm dubious. That's where I was. There you go. Ah. All right, so um, Grace Fulton, we've known about this for a while as far as, like, well, we've known about the rumors, but uh, she officially announced that she is going to be in Shazam. She hasn't said who she's going to be. Uh, in her announcement, she did say, holy moly, so that made me happy. <laughs> uh, Ian Chin from Fresh Off the Boat and uh, Jovan Armand from Bella and the Bulldogs are going to be in, in the movie, uh, according to Deadline. Uh, Chin will be playing Eugene, and Armin will be playing Pedro. Uh, those are both friends of Billy Batson uh, in uh, in the comics. Mm-hmm. The only one I've ever they actually look... seen is the fresh off the boat kid, and he's good. Mm. I mean, I saw pictures, and they look they look the part. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, someone asked uh, what the difference between the New Fifty Two Shazam or Billy Batson and uh, Sandberg's Billy Batson was, and Sandberg said he's not a huge dickhead. <laughs> God, I love him. <laughs> like, if if he ends up off this film at some point, I hope he just continues to tweet about it extensively. Yeah. Um. So, someone on Twitter asked Chris McKay uh, when we could expect casting info. And Chris McKay said, I would expect to be able to tell you more concrete info on our movies progressed around uh, progress around February. I'm excited about that. I'm happy that Nightwing's going forward. I don't know what the hell they would do. Maybe Blockbuster or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I just want to see it. Yeah, who cares? Um, unless in February he basically <laughs> comes out and says, there's no progress, we've shut it down. Thank you for playing. Right. Possibility. I just I feel like we can't report anything about the DCU without a percentage error at this point. Yeah, this is one hundred percent true, give or take twenty percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. So um, Matthew Salvatore has uh, has told us on Twitter that apparently there's a petition for the Star Wars uh, Episode Eight to be removed from canon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, no, no moss. Moving on. No moss. <laughs> we have some feedback from Effie Ophelders who review of stealing the remote. By the way, who reviewed us on uh, our Facebook page? Gave us five stars. Uh, says utterly entertaining discussion of all the news in DC films, TV, and on occasion comics between two very fun and friendly guys. They're very approachable online as well, and I'm happy to consider them friends of this longtime listener. Probably a year and and change ago, at least, I wrote a review on iTunes and titled it "Terrific Off-Topic Tangents." I've decided to update it for the Facebook, or for Facebook. Effie's not sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she continues, I not only get to look forward to all of the DC Comics properties on TV every week. By the way, this is actually just her iTunes review with little tan, with, like, like, little, like, asides thrown in. parentheses. Yeah. It's like a commentary uh, <laughs> of her own review. I kind of loved that. Yeah. I not only get to look forward to all the DC Comics properties on TV every week, in parentheses, which I am no longer as up to date on. Yes. But also to the DC on screen reviews for every single episode of every single show. In parentheses, which they no longer do. Damn straight. Sorting sorting mail has become a lot less mind numbing of a job, which I no longer have. Good for you. Since I've had Dave Yeah. Since I've had Dave and Jason to talk me through those whose acting was awful and which lines were great. Though these opinions are in large part what makes up the sheer volume of podcasts they put out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that went down a bit because they have lives now. Mm-hmm. They first and foremost cover all the news surrounding the DC extended universe and do so in the, in an entertaining way. This hasn't changed though. Thank goodness. Both types. Yeah. Both types of episodes are littered with references that sometimes usually require me to go back and watch a show or a movie. The geek in me ha- still hasn't found the time for yet and probably still hasn't. Ha-ha. And delightfully off track discussions. I don't always know what to expect 
but I can't expect to have a damn good time. Keep up the great work, guys. And they did, because I told them to, of course. Uh, thank you, Effie. As always. It was, it was appreciated. But listen. <laughs> I feel like we've just provided a great example of an off-topic discussion. <laughs> I forgot even how we started that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, sh- we got back, but just... Yeah. There's a point where I was like, what show are we doing? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> are we recording? Yep. Um, so Yoda Hugh over on Twitter says, D- The differences between me and Jason. When Jason was 10, he wanted to work for Microsoft, whereas I wanted to be a tortoise or a mushroom. <laughs> All right, that made me laugh, but I-, I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> I don't either, but it made me laugh really hard. It, it really did. <laughs> I, I mean, just have this when image I was 10, of- I wanted to be Batman. I, that's also fair. I just have this image of like someone who wants to just live a very slow and easy life. Just things aren't that serious. <laughs> I'm just sitting here gathering in a tiny bit of sun before I hibernate. That's it. Like some lettuce. Yeah. I'm gonna have a chill. I envy. I envy the idea. <laughs> frankly, <laughs> you envy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you came out of that envying it, but I came out of it worrying about Yoda Hugh. No, some part of me wishes that at 10 I'd had the foresight to think, you know what? I kind of wish life would slow down a little bit. Oh, I always knew that was going to be a thing for me. I never did. Like, I never did. I, I always knew that, like, at some point I was going to turn around and go, like, where did my life go? This sucks. No. I'd, ha- I'd like, heard all those cautionary tales, but I, uh-huh. I still had, like, the uh, juvenile ignorance of, like, I want to grow up and do things and my own person and blah, 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 and then I actually like turned around and had been doing that for a second. I was like, this is ridiculous. I want to play. Uh-huh. So I kind of envy the foresight. Well, you know what the thing is, work, though? I, here's the thing. I I would still choose working over school. I would, but I understand, you know. I hated school I so much. I actually really liked school. <laughs> I hated it so much. All right. Um... Nerdytastic says, ask Jason if I can join in on that super suit mood ring hate mail. Yep, bring it on. Send it straight (laughs) to dconscreen at gmail.com. Address care of Dave. Right. Uh, She says, I literally made the sound out loud when you made that joke. Yeah, I made a crack about how the Superman suit in the Justice League movie should have been like a mood ring. Mm -hmm. I did. Changing color at will. I know. You know, maybe you can add that to the petition. Yeah. Or make your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if you're not going to follow us to the DC TV side of things, uh, you can find us on Twitter. We tweet at DC on screen. You can find us on Facebook, where you can leave us a five-star written review, or you can do that on iTunes. It does actually help us in the rankings. And um, you can leave us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. And moving over to the television news. Uh, Titans released the first photo of Hawk and Dove, and dude, it looks great. Yeah. Like, the Hawk and Dove and the Robin together, like, I am, that looks better than pretty much any iteration I've seen on the Arrowverse so far, save for Supergirl herself. Uh, the actual, like, costume to look? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'd agree. I haven't thought about it, but yeah. Yeah, that Hawk and Dove looks uh, like most... it comes, came straight out of, like, a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. And it's it's kind of the most um, uh, true to a drawing form, I think, overall that we've seen. Yeah. I, short of its honesty, that thing looks awesome. I'm super into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did, they did release um, some new casting calls. Uh, one for a young John Crossland male Caucasian to play 10 to 13, athletic lean, approximately 5 feet tall, and not afraid of heights. Please list height on submission. Recurring guest star. Any thoughts? A Robin. A Robin. Mm-hmm. So do you like? I've heard this before. Do you like? I've heard some people uh, kind of uh, speculate on this. Do you think the Robin, like Dick Grayson as Robin, will be in flashbacks? Mm, honestly, I don't want to. I really don't want to think anything so far. But no. <laughs> okay. Um. I, I here's the thing. I it could. It really could be. I hope not. Uh huh. But. Well, it's a I mean, you're saying this is a guy. Thing, so yeah, well, you're saying this guy might be a Robin. Sounds like a Robin. There's already a Robin in the show. Yeah, but there are several, mm-hmm. and they, you know, come in a lineage. So it could be a flashback, and it could be a present. Sure. Yeah, it's recurring, so it could be like him as a kid, Robin, as a recurring flashback, flashback role, or it could be a recurring, you know, yeah, 
spot over to somebody else, yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, then they also have Dave's story, male, mid-30s to 40s, Caucasian, the downfalls of others only make this man stronger, polished, unwavering, think a young Jack Nicholson recurring guest star. A lot of people think this is Batman. I want to agree. I'd be down. I want to see Batman. And again, could just be a re- like a recurring spot about uh, an origin story. Could just be that he moves on. He's, you know, Robin and the Teen Titans, and it's it's a guy that's like, you know, a year or a year away from way, like declaring himself Nightwing and still being ahead of Teen Titans. I don't know. Any one of these is thirties to forties. No, I'm it's a little too old for a Nightwing. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I mean, I mean the uh, the the Robin we actually have cast at the moment. <clears throat> Okay. It could be any version of these stories at the moment. I, I don't know. No. But it does sound like a Robin and a Batman that they just put out a casting call for. It does. It does sound like that. Though, you know, 30s to 40s Caucasian, downfalls of others only make this man stronger, polished, unwavering. I could see Joker fitting into that, too. Could. It could. They both are unwavering. It's kind of why I like them as a, uh, you know, a, a duo. Yeah. I'm excited about Titans. I want to see it. I want to see this thing. I like, didn't now. think I would ever right, get to the now. point where I am, but now I've seen a couple of set photos and I've seen some casting calls. And yeah. Damn it, I actually am pretty excited. Yeah. Oh, man, over to The Flash. Wentworth Miller is open to return. Wentworth Miller says he has one more episode left in his contract, but he's open to more. Miller said, I love the character, and I have a lot of affection for the cast. <laughs> there are many reasons to come back. It just has to be the right story. Oh, damn you. <laughs> over on arrow fair enough uh, oh. miracle by the way quick what? quick note on teen titans okay i was in atlanta this weekend yeah i know they're filming and mm-hmm. some part of me kept hoping i would just drive by and find them <laughs> and i was okay. just gonna jump out of the car and be like put me in <laughs> as what i don't care i'll hand someone a piece of toast in the background i don't give a damn <laughs> the, po- <laughs> the episode was <laughs> was pretty solid, except for that one lone guy in the background just handing Robin a piece of toast. And, like, smirking at the camera the entire time. I would, yeah, I would totally Jimmy Fallon that thing. <laughs> We're going to see that pilot, and you're going to be, like, photobombing the entire thing, aren't you? Mm, no, but not for lack of trying. Mm. All right, over to Arrow. Uh, Guggenheim and Miracle, in a statement, says, We are thrilled to announce that Colton Haynes will be reprising his role as Roy Harper for a short arc on Arrow this year. Roy is called back to Star City to help resolve an urgent matter with stakes for the team. His short visit turns into something surprising when he reunites with Thea and sparks a change in both of their lives that will have long-lasting consequences. Sounds like Thea's going to leave the show. It really does. It's It's... Two actors who have both kind of stepped away for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. It would kind of make sense if if one of them came back and grabbed the other and was like, "All right, cool, we're off." And who doesn't want Roy and 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 Speedy together for the rest of the time? They were you know? a good couple. Just just go leave. I would actually be happy with them. <sighs> you know, sure, we're gonna get Oliver facetiming with Thea every now and then, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's you know particularly a taxing role to like pop in and be the other side of the laptop for a second i doubt we'll even get like a facetime situation i think they'll burn off her appearances you know when it comes back and then once it's his his arc starts in episode 16 Mm -hmm. so i think they'll just like burn off her appearances and then it'll just be like a you know like oh we talked to thea yeah she she got a tattoo all right yeah cool oh and uh as a warning it was said that the story arc started in episode 16. Historically, uh-huh. that means you can expect him to st- to show up for 10 seconds at the end of episode 16. Right. <laughs> Don't expect him before you see the actual Arrow like title card. Accurate. If it happens, great. I'm just saying. Don't sit mm-hmm. around waiting for Roy Harper the entire episode. Just enjoy the episode and he'll show up eventually. Yeah. All right, well, uh, back to petitions. Yay! Some fans have started a petition in protest of the new and admittedly very strange programming announcement, uh, wherein Supergirl will go on a long hiatus while Legends runs the entirety of their remaining season. <laughs> Just please stop. Just please. Just no more petitions. Please. I don't want any more petitions. Please stop. Please. We're begging. <laughs> this is... And, you know... 
It's it's ridiculous. It's it's groping and ridiculous. You're not going to change the programming schedule. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and you know what? We had one more piece of news. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight put out a first clip, uh, and it's like Ivy in an alley, thinking she's being chased. She runs into a man. It's Jack the Ripper. She tries to seduce him. He pulls out a knife, and she's like, no. But you know what? I It, it was fine. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know what to do with that clip. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that clip. I just did. It's, yeah. it's there. I don't know. It's let, me out just, there. let me see the damn thing I, already. I think they just thought it would be interesting to release the fact that it was Ivy. Uh huh. I, I like. I think that's why they chose that part because yeah. it's going to be Ivy and there's a knife and it's going to be kind of graphic and we're going to see where it goes. And they might be kind of recasting some of the roles from Gotham by Gaslight as like iconic, you know, Gotham yeah. personnel. Yeah. Which sounds fun. I uh, really nothing against that. I mean, I'm not going to. Yeah. Sure. I mean, hell, who do I compare it to? Like, if you say anyone is Jack the Ripper, what am I going to be like? No, Jack the Ripper was X. I don't know. <laughs> it's an unsolved case. What do you want me to do? Complain? Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely not Joker. His name definitely wasn't Jack Napier. I don't know. What, what do you want? Yeah. Uh, yeah, back to the credits. I mean, the credits. Back the to the petition, petitions. Um, this has got to stop. <laughs> Brent Clark over on Twitter says, uh, all of these fan petitions, Snyder Cut, Supergirl, Legends, Time Slot, Star Wars, to not be canon, Black Suit, are they pointless, dumb, or both? Both. Uh, I don't think the Snyder Cut one was pointless. I think it is good that the... I think it's good that WB knows that we are sick of them meddling with stuff. Like, if they're going to be a director-driven studio, they need to be a director-driven studio and stop. Uh, just be one or the other. Stop trying to pretend to be something you're not, basically. That's how I feel. Like, I, I don't mind that Marvel is a controlling piece of shit company. They make, you know, passably good movies. I enjoy them. Uh, they have a vision. Even if the director doesn't get what they want, guess what? The director still gets what they want because they direct a successful Marvel movie, and now they can pretty much write their own damn ticket right. for the rest of their freaking lives. If they lives. stick around. If they don't want to stick around for that vision, they can go away, and there's not really a lot of animosity in those decisions, apparently. Yeah. See Edgar Wright. Right. But it was like, well, we didn't um, we didn't agree. Wish I'd been able to do it my way. Godspeed. That's it. But if you ask yeah, me if it and if, that's it's, happened. if it's pointless or dumb, I, my feeling is those both I, I can take both of those words and put them into one. Is it efficable? No. You're not actually well, you know, see, there's no potential you're going to actually change anything. So I do think it's I a waste a of fair, time. I've seen a fair amount of feedback not to our show specifically um but a lot of a lot of people online talking about like fans saying they think that we you know once it gets a certain amount of signatures it because like they have to do something i really and don't think there is a critical mass real. and if it is it's so hard like it's so hard to achieve you're not going to get there like that's the point they're talking about is critical mass you're not going to get there well it seems like they think it's going to have to become law or something no like they're le- like WB is legally bound to do something, and that's just no. I mean, if anything, they will be like financially bound to do something. But as, as we talked about, <laughs> yeah. like, that's it. Like if you're a business, law short of whether you're actually breaking them is just whether it's financially sound. That's it. That's the yeah. entirety of your decision making process. Does this make sense for our business? Yeah. And this especially makes sense in bigger companies where you have a you know, a, like a, a stock code, man. I mean, like these people have. Way more to account for than just an artistic vision or whether they screwed over Jack Snyder. No one cares. Mm-hmm. No one that actually invests money in this company cares. So, <laughs> does it make sense financially? No, they're not. Like, do you, it would it would cost millions of dollars to f- like finalize a Snyder cut? Millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. See, it would. Yeah, I, I want to say fifty to seventy-five as a ballpark. Because not only would you have to hire everyone involved. Especially Zach, who at this point would probably be pinned to a wall. Like, not only would you have to hire everyone back in an absurd salary because you you kind of like told them we don't need you, and now you got to come back and say we do after all, and, and it has to be specifically you. Even if you just grabbed Snyder, I, I don't know how much you can negotiate that for, but it's going to be millions. And I don't know. I don't know about Snyder, man. I really don't. Like, he seems like a decent enough dude. It's he not about his decency. To do it. It's about he, like he might actually agree to do it for free just to be just to finish it for the fans. No, I, I that dude seems like a decent. It's dude not a matter. It's not that. a matter I'm not of decency. He should. It's again, where's the money coming from? Like, he can't lower his well, sure. pay rate enough to go do this for pro bono. Because imagine, like, if you're his agent or you're his manager, tell him like, 
and he tells he tells you like, hey man, so uh, Warner Brothers offered for me to do a ton of work for free to prove that my vision was great. Okay, well great. So at that point, that means that like every time I send Zack Snyder on a job as his manager, what I can expect is that they'll take his best effort and then they might fire him and that he'll come back for free uh-huh. if it doesn't work out. Well, no one I'm takes that shit. They already got paid to do it anyway. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he, his salary is probably enough. well, his salary for <laughs> what he did for principal photography, sure, but his salary to come back. And do an entirely different cut that isn't there yet because he didn't get to do post production. I mean, he would have had he would have had to do those reshoots anyway. He would have, but he didn't. So now to ask him to do the extra work, you owe him money because you took that off his no. His deal. No, it's not in his but contract. They but they if it was I'm in sure his they contract, didn't, like, then they could just be like, Zach, you owe us. Come in here and do this. You're going to but have I'm sure to pay. That, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't like cut his pay because he didn't do the reshoots. Oh no, he got paid fully. Like I don't, I yeah, don't that's think my there point. was. No, that's, well, yeah, but that's my point, too. It's like, he got paid fully for the amount of work he's already done. <laughs> so to ask him to come back for free and do his cut, never going to happen. But it wouldn't be coming back for free. It'd be coming back to finish. Coming back to do work for free. He would have to put in hours, and uh, there would be no compensation. Uh, like, it would take, I mean, even post-production itself normally takes the better part of a year. So we're talking about a year off his schedule where he could be making some yeah. 20 $30 million. Well, I mean, he's not gonna well, sacrifice that's that. kind of... We don't know how much was left. We don't know how much, re- how many reshoots he was going to do. But if he was, if reshoots were included in his original sal- salary, I don't see how they would uh, have to pay him. I mean, this is all stupid anyway. He's this. He's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just oh not yeah, that's not going to happen. But I'm still saying, like, if you ask him to come in and finish his version of a film, I'm. You're right. There's a there's a gray area where, like, if you'd already committed to it, I guess maybe it's contractually there, but I doubt it. Just on spec, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I'm betting the film, he had principal photography. They probably agreed on a payout. I'm just betting. They probably agreed on a payout so that he was covered and they were all, like, all of the ends were, were capped, man. Like, there was this was probably mm-hmm. not a loose end situation. So, like, you'd have to, him alone, you'd have to pay a huge chunk of money to get back in the studio. And it's never going to happen. And then you'd have to pay Junkie XL. Yeah. And then you'd have to pay mm-hmm. every other actor uh, well, again, to come back and do some reshoots. It's just, mm. Yeah, I mean, having moved on to other projects, I think it'd probably be hard. Unless the Junkie XL stuff was already finished, and they could, they still have the, own the rights to whatever he did. Yeah, if he did it under contract, so, that's theirs. It's fine. But yeah, I, I doubt very seriously that there's any kind of like contractual leeway where all of these people signed up for something that they can now call reshoots, I'm putting in quotations, uh-huh. and can bring back in for no money. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it costs millions of dollars just to get them back in the studio. And then you have to actually do the, the thing. Best, the best we could hope for, I think, is Zack Snyder coming in and overseeing an edit mm-hmm. of the footage he already shot. Even then, and it's such a high-budget film and post-production that yeah. it's going to cost a it's ton. Just, it's not going to happen. All right, so we've already covered how this is impossible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's impossible. Now, now wait, for a, wait for it to happen. I know. That's what's going to happen. Because we've said... <laughs> but like I like I've said, it's never going to be the Zack Snyder vision they wanted. I, I mean, I did say want. five minutes it's ago, just that, like DCU, it, we can only say something's 100 percent certain, give or take 20. percent So, like, I understand <laughs> entirely that anything's possible, but the likelihood of this, I think, is absurdly low. And then let's mm-hmm. look at like Supergirl. Mm, not going to happen. Just not going to happen. Like you've already announced yeah. it. It's only happening in what a month? Um, Something like that. Yeah. God, a little less. You've only got a few weeks. People already bought ads. You'd have to go back, redo all of your ad buys, put them back in, mm-hmm. figure out a place where Legends is going to actually air, which is going to displace another show, which you wouldn't have done if you had a better idea. This mm-hmm. was already the best idea they had at their disposal. They didn't just like half-ass this and throw it out there and say like, like the programming director spent nights up worrying about this before he, he or she, I don't know, ever pulled that up and said, this is our plan. It's a weird plan, and I don't know what it means for Legends or Supergirl, but it's not one you just, like, retract because there are a couple thousand signatures on a, on a petition. It's absurd. Yeah. Also, Golden Globes. <laughs> they don't care what you think. Period. Right. They do not care. This is, like, no. especially when you get to, like, Golden Globes and Academy and all that stuff. Like, this is when people talk about the typical Hollywood elite. This is the small group they're talking about. They don't care about you, man. Mm-hmm. They don't care about what you think, what anyone thinks. This is the little group of people that make award shows happen. That's it. You, I, I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but your, your voice does not matter one damn. Yeah, 
I would agree with that. Also, you'd have to be... I mean, granted, Patty Jenkins set history... Like, she redid history with, with Wonder Woman. But she's not going to redo history with superhero films. They still don't get any credit. Mm-hmm. There's never been any credit. Heath Ledger got an award, and he had to die for it. Like, that was a posthumous award. Pretty much. And it, yeah. it was somewhat, like... It was because he was already a really good actor that we all respected, and we... Th- like, I say we. Whatever. They already respected and thought, like, he had a really good career, and this was a great performance, and this was a great opportunity to give him the award. That's it. He wouldn't have... He had, I don't believe he would have won that award if he had... Had he been sitting in the audience waiting for it? Because it's a comic book movie. Because there's some Probably bias against... Probably com- Yeah, like, there is a bias against these kinds of movies. There... It's just... It's... It is the Hollywood elite, uh, like, elite that we're... Elite? Uh, it's the Hollywood elite that we're all, like, fearful of in certain ways. It's never going to happen. No. Never. You can win a, You can win an Oscar for sound design. You can win an Oscar for soundtrack, makeup, any of that crazy stuff, because that's what sci- the sci-fi fantasy genre is for. But actual story, acting, any of that? No. Nah. Yeah. None of the, none of the, none of the big ones. It's never going to happen. I mean, it. We're closer than ever to that. I don't want to say but never. I really don't because I, I want to be hopeful. But it has never, it's never really been a thing. And it's it's and I, I feel bad because she made a great movie, and yeah. I don't necessarily do. I, I I don't disagree with the sentiment. She made a great movie. <sighs> like I kind of wish she could have it. Mm-hmm. But I also and here's the funny part to me. I don't want to go watch the pretentious ass films they put instead of her to judge it by that. I. I don't even know what's. I, was I don't. I'm just chosen. assuming it's some pretentious ass set of films that I don't care about. I don't keep track of any award no. show. Really. Um, okay, so uh, Brent Clark is the one that sa- is the one that says uh, that asked us about all the petitions. Now Brent uh, did uh, he does a show currently. He does two shows: DC TV Squadcast, which is on hiatus right now because the shows are on hiatus. They talk about all the Arrowverse shows. So, you know, we have a few people who. Tell us, hey, you know, we missed the recaps and reviews. Totally go listen to DCTV Squadcast. Yeah. Brent and Ray do a great job over there. Like, I'm personally sorry about uh, that. They also do a show every day, but we just couldn't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, but he also does a show called Fans Without Borders. And uh, I meant to mention it over in the TV, in the, in the news, bleh, on the <laughs> DCEU news <laughs> side of things. But um, after the credits last week on their show, he and Ray got into. Uh, a little bit of a discussion, and um, Ray brought up the fact this uh, the flight cast brought up that uh, I was right about something, one thousand percent right about something, about how you can't make a uh, an art house tent hole uh, tent pole film tent hole. <laughs> <laughs> how you can't ha- make an art house tent pole film, and uh, they discussed that for That's... a little while with Logan being the exception, which I agree. Like Logan was kind of a fluke, but it was, you know, I kind of like tentpole as like the the word used to describe a movie that was supposed to be a tentpole and didn't make that happen. Tent hole, yeah. <laughs> so Justice League, you really yeah. going there, Jason? I didn't do it, but you did. But I want to agree begrudgingly now. I feel like it was in your head. Honestly, I think we all BBS, knew what you were BBS saying. BBS was the real one that was supposed to be no, the, no, the no. tentpole that became a tentpole. No, no, no. B- BBS made no, way it more did money. Make money. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way pretty, more money. Yeah, it's probably Justice League. Oh, God. Even without China. No, that was Suicide Squad. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Suicide Squad was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, uh, I wanted to thank you guys. Fans Without Borders, fantastic show, and so is DC TV Squadcast. I listened to both of those shows, and um, they're good hosts. They're 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 pretty great. I uh, I enjoy the hell out of every episode. I, I, I get to listen to sometimes I can't listen to fans because I haven't seen a thing yet. Uh, um, the Punisher review is the most recent review, uh, most recent, uh, what, what, what word am I looking for? Example of that. God, <laughs> it's time to end the show. Y'all <laughs> we've been groping for words for a minute. Yeah. It's probably called probably call it. Time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so thank you for the comment here and, uh, thank you for the shout out last week, Brent and, and Ray, also, I I think I might start a petition to get Brent Clark of Fans Without Borders to watch Firefly because he has not done that. That's that's unforgivable. I kind of want our fans and the fans of Squadcast. I, I'd be happy I'm to implore Scott. anyone. I'm, I'm messaging Scott of Squadcast when we get off. Of, yeah, off of I implore anyone <laughs> to harass him as much as you can. Work into your daily routine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to change.org. <laughs> 
By the way, Brent's uh, Brent's uh, reasoning for not watching Firefly is that it's long enough that he will get invested, but it's so short it'll be it'll piss him off when when there's not more. And that's fair, but it's still amazing, and he's he's got to see it. He's got to see it. So yeah, those are both real things. That. But like, come on, <laughs> you get that so much in life. Just enjoy this one thing that's actually really good for what it's there for. Just yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, after listening to our Legends of Tomorrow review, Matthew Salvatore over on Twitter says, this is exactly why I no longer watch Legends of Tomorrow, but I'm having a blast listening to your episode. <laughs> Thank you. Glad you enjoyed Thank it. You, I did a lot of yelling, as far as I can remember. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Travis Hines says, just finished this podcast, boys. Another great job. Especially like Jason's point about Wynn and James being friends on Earth-X. Just one line from Wynn about his best friend uh, just being killed by the Dark Arrow would have been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What have made my yep. day. And uh, to, to finish this out, Scott of Squadcast says, uh, we, we had a question about this. He says, haven't listened to your mid-season Lucifer episode yet, but you can answer the question of bottle episodes by credits. The created by credit is in the end credits for the bottle episodes from last season, but it's in the opening credits of currently produced episodes. Do you have, did you guys ever ever suss that out? I know you guys talked about that a little off. No, off, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still dubious about that. Sorry. You're still dubious? Yeah, it, it's just like... It, you can change when a credit happens. I'm not quite sure why that is definitive. Okay. Well, it's fine. It, it's so a they neat might insight. Just, they might not just want to. They just might not want to pay the editors to go back and change it. It's yeah, that's a real thing. My favorite example Fox. of Fox is when uh, Futurama was like finishing its its final air, where they said uh-huh. like, "Well, we didn't so much release the episodes as they escaped." <laughs> yeah. That I, is a thing. I, I've I've just trusted them for. Oh God, fifteen some years. Oh my! My distrust of them goes back far longer. I'm talking about early '90s, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., <laughs> Herman's Head, <laughs> uh, Time Time Tracks. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, one. Ned and Stacy. Um, Ned and Stacy was good. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was Deborah Messing and um, what's his face? Uh, Lloyd from Wings. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thomas Hayden Church. Thank you. God, that was gonna. Buy. I was yeah. gonna have to Google that the moment we got off here. Good work. Yeah, I've I've had a long stalwart distrust of Fox. The Lone Gunman, fantastic show. Yeah. I have it on DVD. Of course, I do. Like I, Millennium. I, it's one of my great hopes for this new merger is that somehow I can trust them again. I don't know. Well, you know, I haven't looked into it deeply or anything. Mm-hmm. But the government's like pushing. Well, I think it was the Senate, I heard, maybe? I don't know. There are parts was, of the Senate that are pushing push, to, to yeah, investigate have it. a that hearing. means nothing. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, it's nothing That's effectually. Like, yeah, yeah, some people are going to talk about it. We'll see. For all we know now, it's going to go through, and it's going to cost Disney, like, a couple billion dollars if it doesn't go through. Right. Which isn't unprecedented. There have been a few mergers like this that didn't go through, and it cost a shit ton of money mm-hmm. for, the, for it not to, like, be finalized, but... So far, so good. Anywho. Also, you know how nice it is that we haven't had to investigate every single aspect of this merger because we're DC. <laughs> I've kept my eye pretty close on it. Like, I, I mean, I've been, I've been watching, but... but like, I haven't had to be like, yeah, I've got to know everything about this. Yeah. I've enjoyed that luxury. I've enjoyed that. Yeah. Kind of nice. Mm hmm. All right. Well. I think, that's, uh, I think that's it for the episode. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us 205-259-6331. And, uh, dude, go, we tweet at DC on screen. Go, go click that little notification button because I'm going to be putting up a, uh, I think I'm going to try to put up a, uh, a, a petition to get Brent Clark to watch Firefly. Fantastic. And I want you to sign it. Me? <laughs> no, just the audience. Or Everyone? you too. Yeah. I'm, you should I'll do it too. <laughs> All right. Uh, good, good. Love, love. Muddy Boosh fans. Um, <laughs> Lost me there. I know. We're also over on Facebook. Uh, you can go give us a five-star written review if you like, if you think we deserve it over on iTunes or our Facebook page. And uh, we'll read it on the show, and we'll love you forever. Um, yes. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. Mm-hmm. As would we all. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know when we're coming back. I really don't. Like, news has been so light, and holidays are coming up, so um, 
We might not have anything next week. Actually, you know what? Next Monday is Christmas, so I know we're not going to be recording that Yeah, day. next Monday is a definite no-go. And then... Yeah, so... No, no, we have a calendar. Let me see. So, uh... Alright, so... No. Actually, I think the earliest... Uh, the earliest... We might get in a recording somewhere in between, but it won't be news. And it looks like uh, Wednesday the 3rd might be the first time we get something in. Does that sound right to you? Yep, that does. Um, there is a Lucifer premiere like January first, so I, I can't do it. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> we might do it on the third. That's when it actually premieres. Um, yeah. No, we're not gonna have that. We're we're not gonna be able to turn that around by Wednesday the third. Yeah. That'll be like that week at best. Yeah, we might do like a review of Ray the Freedom Fighters or whatever on the third, but we're gonna be off for a minute. Yeah, it's gonna be a couple weeks. We might but, be able to know. sneak in an episode, but it's no guarantee. Yeah, we almost didn't do this episode, but we didn't want to leave you guys hanging for so long without without a, without a show. Plus, we love the doing the show, so yeah, and there was some fun stuff. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of a long time for you guys to give us some feedback. So, uh, Godspeed, do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring your A game. Yeah, and uh, we love you. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David Z. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? All right, so just a quick update. Directly after recording the episode, I created a petition on change.org called Make Brent Clark Watch Firefly. As of this recording, roughly an hour afterward, it has eight supporters, which is hilarious to me. (laughs) So totally go sign the petition. Also, a few weeks ago, I made a statement on the show saying I was tired of hearing about Mirakuru. Since that time, Brent Clark, the same Brent Clark who has not watched Firefly, by the way, has sent us a voicemail where he just said Mirakuru, which we didn't play because, you know, it was weird and unsettling. And he's also subsequently tweeted the word to us a bunch of times. So, you know what? Here now is that voicemail and a little something extra. Mirakuru.
You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won $10, $100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.